Hello, welcome to Mira Loves. Today I'm coming with a super exciting podcast. I have with me the amazing Angie Loper. She has an MBA, she's in financial services, she's a proud Colombian and just a phenomenal woman. I want to take the time to thank her for her time that she gave to us today and all the amazing advice that she's going to share with us. You are going to love this. I do want to welcome Angie with me today. I want to thank her for taking time out of her really busy schedule to meet with me and share a lot of her advice, her stories, and her power with us. So welcome. Before we begin... Thank you. Thank you, Mira, for having me. Thank you. So before we begin, I know you have so much great advice. Your story is very powerful and moving. But before you give it, I wanted to ask you what your three main takeaways would be for us. To focus on you know um find uh your passion and find what your what gets you excited and what um makes you happy because it's important to do something that makes you happy um and the uh do something that helps people out and uh do something that is going to make a difference uh so that you are either either adding value to people or people could just really take advantage of, of the services or products or things that you do. And number three, um, you know, just be confident about yourself and just, um, you know, I would say tell your story. At the end of the day, we all have different stories. We all have uh, different different journeys and I think from all of the journeys uh we could learn something and sometimes I personally even myself I think like oh well it's just my regular self but it might cause an impact on somebody else that has a similar background or is looking for the same things that I am so um share your story dream big and do something that you're passionate with that you're passionate about Thank you. Thank you. So I'm reaching out to you today because I went to an event you had. It was called Women, Wealth, and Wine. And your story struck me, like absolutely struck me. So I wanted to ask if you could share it with other folks with us today. Okay. Uh, well, I'm originally from Colombia. I came here when I was about 14 years old, come from a very humble family where education uh, and hard work is a way to do everything. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I've implemented that in my whole life. I'm, I'm someone who takes pride in, um, in my work ethic and how I do things. So I've implemented that in my whole life. But one of the things that I had very clear in my path is that I really wanted to help people. I really wanted to make a difference. And, um, I immediately thought maybe being in healthcare is the way to do it. So uh, I thought maybe a doctor, maybe a nurse, but I don't like needles or blood. So that was not, not, not going to work out for me. Um, so I got into healthcare, but I got into healthcare more on the administrative side. I started, um, I started very um, uh, in like different positions, climbed the ladder, worked very hard. And uh, at some point, I became a business analyst, and I was working with C-level executives, directors, risk management. Um, and um, I realized at some point that I was not necessarily doing something that I 
really, really enjoyed. I was really good at what I was doing. And as a business analyst, I was uh, working with C-level executives and uh, process improvements, data analysis. And, um, but I was not happy. I was just in a place where I was making good income, but I was not passionate or I was not excited about going to work. So that's why I, I emphasize always, you got to do something that it, you're passionate about that you can see yourself doing for 30 or 40 years of your life. Um, because that was definitely when I asked myself that question, that was not the answer. My answer was definitely a no. Um, I don't see myself doing this for 30 or 40 years of my life. And um, I had to be real with myself and I thought, okay, well, what else? What else am I going to do that gives me passion, that helps people, that makes me good income? Mm-hmm. And um, I started looking. I didn't really have a clarity in my plan, but I started looking and I, I came across our company, Financial Services, and I've been with the company now for about seven years. I wow. uh, started very part-time. One of the things that intrigued me about mm-hmm. our company was the fact that I had a business degree and I had no idea how to invest my money. Mm-hmm. Uh, my family has been here 30 years plus and they have no idea how to invest their money. Mm-hmm. Uh, the timing in the industry is pretty impeccable. Uh, specifically, even now, it's I'm busier than ever. So, But I realized seven years ago that there was an opportunity in the industry that I just really need to needed to learn the investment side, mm-hmm. that I needed to get really good at what I uh, what the industry um, does and uh, I loved it. I fell in love with it. I fell in love with our mission of no family left behind. I fell in love with the fact that not only I could help people, I could make good income, but also I could make a difference even by sharing my story. Um, And uh, fast forward now, seven years with our firm, I became one of the senior partners. I, I, um, my role has changed a little bit because I don't only focus on helping families and helping people with their financial plans, mm-hmm. but I also help people coming into the industry, train them, develop them, mentor them. It's probably my favorite part because it's what's made all the, the difference in my career. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be honest, I before uh, financial services, I didn't really have the mentorship and the platform for me to develop as a professional as a businesswoman, mm-hmm. and um, it's been the complete opposite in our company. So I'm very grateful, and I, I cannot pay it forward enough. I, I love this part about our business because I believe in paying it forward, doing what the business has done for me and what my mentors have done for me to give it to somebody else and provide that value and that knowledge and that support so that they are also in return are successful with our firm and that they could provide for their family but also they could provide for other families as well or provide the value uh so that they could help them with their strategies as well yeah so i see that you highlighted mentorship and that was very vital to you a lot of folks including myself i think it was difficult to find mentors but i'm finding them including yourself to me um what advice would you give your younger self that you didn't know? Um, what advice would I give my younger self yes. is... About finances, to, also. Uh, about finances? Yes. 
Um, definitely save money. Okay. Even if sometimes it feels like, oh my gosh, I'm a student and I don't yes. have any money. Um, the twenty dollars, ten dollars, anything goes a long way. Before you know, you'll have a lump sum of money. Mm-hmm. Um, in specific, let's say like right now, there's mm-hmm. a lot of people that are going through struggles and hardships already within right. one week of not being able to work, just simply because they they're not used to saving money and they don't have the mm-hmm. safety net to be able to say, okay, why well, if mm-hmm. I stop working for two months, I'm okay financially and I don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. I could actually continue my life because I didn't have a, some, a savings plan. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so I would tell my younger self, save more, mm-hmm. save anything, everything and every, anything that you can. Um, and I would also say, work on yourself. Continue to work on yourself, continue to develop yourself, anything and everything that you could become better mm-hmm. and the best version of you. Yes. Then, because anything else is irrelevant mm-hmm. um, and everything will work itself out if you become the best version of you. So, become the best version of ourselves and save our money. Um, as young college students, that also might seem very like, whoa. And, like, we don't know where to save it. We don't know where to put it as a safety net. Where should we put it? Like, should we have a jar if that's how we start off? Or I say whatever works for you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whatever works for you that is going to avoid the spending side, right? Because okay. it's easy to say, like, okay, well, we could have a, a piggy bank. And I'm just going to put some, like, whatever money I have in there. But then when tough, comes, tough times come... You're like, let me open the piggy bank and let's break it open. Yeah. <laughs> so that's easy to do, right? Right. But if you have it in maybe an account that has a, you know, there's things in the bank that, let's say, very little interest, mm-hmm. but still doesn't have the accessibility. Mm-hmm. Maybe, um, you know, just simple savings account that doesn't allow you to start taking money out every single time. You only have in a savings account, you have um, certain times a month that you could take out money. And um, so it's restri- a little bit less uh, or a little bit more restricted than mm-hmm. the, the, the piggy bank. Um, and I mean, there's different ways. Mm-hmm. I, I have young clients that uh, already do certain financial strategies with us. Mm-hmm. So it's never too early Mm-hmm. to start you know i have yeah. you know the the youngest client i have uh besides children i mean mm-hmm. children i would say the parents are the clients but yeah. um when it comes to a student college student i would say um my youngest client is 20 wow and she is saving about 50 dollars a month nothing okay. crazy yeah 50 dollars very doable and um and she'll have maybe in the account projected based on a very simple six, seven percent interest. She'll have maybe about wow. two, three hundred thousand uh, dollars by the time she's 50, 60. And that's Beautiful. not even retirement age. That's only one of the accounts. She hasn't even started working. She mm-hmm. hasn't even reached her peak earning years. So that's how compound interest that like works. And yes. again, the earlier, the better. And just never too soon to start saving nobody ever said oh my gosh i saved so much money i messed up (laughs) yes so compound interest is our friend 
as a saving money. Absolutely. You got to use it to your advantage. Nobody in the history of life has ever said, I saved, I messed up, I saved too much money. Okay. But certain, but some people might say, you know, you know, I, I didn't work hard enough. I didn't say like, I didn't save enough money Mm -hmm. or I partied too much. Uh, you know, and at the end of the day, like, it's not about not enjoying your life. I'm all about balance. You got to balance yourself. And especially again, right now that it's crazy. Um, in yes. my room, my my fiance is in the other room having another webinar. Wow. So we're working from home. But um it's about finding the balance that works for you. So mm-hmm. what whichever that, that is, it it takes a little bit of time to find that too. You know, it's not mm-hmm. a one size shoe fits all because right. I can tell you what I do, but then might not work for somebody else. We're all different human beings and again it's just trying different things that will add a value to you, that will make you better, mm-hmm. and that will say, uh, that will keep you positive. Absolutely. So actually, I did want to touch up on that. You were saying about how you're running this webinar in a certain room, and your fiance is another running a webinar. I know you're super productive. You seem like you know how to balance your stuff. How do you do it? You know, yes. <laughs> That's a that's a great question, Mira, because I don't even know how I do it sometimes. Okay. Uh, to be honest, I I've I've always been a busybody uh, mm-hmm. since I was a kid. I had two, three, five different sports going on at the same time. Okay. I had two, three different teams going on at the same time. Like I was never somebody that like sh- um, was shying away from a task or a okay. challenge. Okay. So because of that, I think that has helped me as an adult mm-hmm. uh, to be a busybody still. And so how do I balance? Um, right now, specifically, what yeah. I'm doing is I'm starting my day with meditation. I do okay. at least 10 minutes of meditation, even though our minds go crazy, and especially yes. right now that everything is going on. You know, yeah. I, I'm very... I wear my heart under my sleeve and I'm extremely emotional and like, I feel for the people that are going through stuff right now. I, I, I can't stop thinking about the people that need our help. Mm -hmm. And, um, but because of that, I need to keep my mind sane too. So I start with meditation. Mm -hmm. I did, um, about 45 minute workout and, uh, started my day as you could see my yes. makeup I did my hair you look great <laughs> I get to see you make sure that you feel confident and yes. one of the things that I always say when you feel good yeah you look good you do good you project good so you know even if it's just that and look this is not like my regular business outfit but i it it makes me feel better it feels like okay i'm ready for my day i'm ready to kill it i'm ready to uh to conquer the world and um and just send positive vibes to those who need it you know absolutely Um, you really tough around the world yes globally you mentioned i do want to go back to feeling confident how do you do that? If I'm sorry, I keep asking you, how do you, how do you, but you have all this, like, you wear your emotion and I feel like that's your powerhouse, like that pushes you, that drives you, and then that drives me, and I'm just so curious, I just want to learn. So how do you do confidence? Um, confidence, 
has to do with keeping the promises that you tell yourself. You know, it's not mm-hmm. about how you look. Mm-hmm. It's not about because you know. I mean, um, again, I'm just another human being, just like you. Even though I'm older, I have my vulnerabilities. Um, I'm ta- I'm looking at myself in the mirror, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't like this. I have a pimple here. I have another thing here, and it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like. I, I don't necessarily that we're just any any different. Right. But confidence comes from also my like work ethic. I think right. the fact that I could stand in front of somebody and, and ask them to do certain things because I'm doing the same like and I might not mm-hmm. even be their boss, but maybe I'm mentoring them and I'm mm-hmm. telling them what they need to do comes from the confidence of okay, well I told myself that I was gonna do this and I did it. So that increases your confidence mm-hmm. and um, milestones that you achieve in your career that increases your confidence. And perhaps, you know, to be honest, I, I and I could be candid and um, I could say that I'm not like 100 percent as much as I yeah. project that confidence. I think there's a lot of work in for me to do. And mm-hmm. I'm, all, I'm also a work in progress just like you are maybe I'm a little bit more advanced in the process but I'm still a work in progress and as long as you continue to work on yourself and you control your thoughts and you know exactly what you want out of life I think that's important for for confidence yes I also want to highlight what you just said how because these two really stuck out to stuck stuck out to me how you said to keep the promises you tell to yourself and that's that kind of shows how your work is on yourself and that life is constantly a work in progress. We don't just reach something and we're done. Absolutely. Absolutely. Even though, you know, I, I could say that I've reached a lot of different milestones in my life. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I could go back and think of the times that when I graduated high school, it's a milestone. And coming to the country, not learn, like not knowing any English, uh, wow. learning the language was a milestone, you know. Yes. Um, uh, graduating college. Probably my bachelor's was bigger milestone than my master's. And you would think that, yeah. oh, my gosh, you got your master's. And it, that's a bigger milestone. But it's not. Yes. It was not personally because I had already accomplished something. And I already knew that I was going to accomplish my master's, too. So it was like, yeah, I already know it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and the same thing with your career. You know, you accomplish certain things. And mm-hmm. especially in our in our industry, Mm-hmm. There's always something else that you chase. There's always something else that you could achieve. Yeah. And and that's important. It's not about staying complacent and staying stagnant. Um, one of my best friends uh, used to tell me all the time, don't don't be oh, be like water. But okay. don't be like stale water. Because stale water, what happens is that it starts stinking, mold starts growing all of that but if you're moving and you're fluid like water then Mm -hmm. it's life it represents life it continues to to move and and um and that's important to think as as us as human beings we're always evolving we're always growing and Mm -hmm. it's surrounding ourselves with the right people around us that will help us do that absolutely absolutely you shared so many great stories uh, so much great advice so much content and I want to thank you so much for it before we close out I want to ask you if there's anything you wanted to add in 
Um, well, I appreciate you taking the time to, to do this with me, uh, even though we're going to do it in person, but uh, it's exciting to see uh, young girls, young women like you uh, wanting to learn and being so hungry to, to achieve the things that you want to achieve. So I commend you for that and, and to all your audience. Uh, same, you know, if they're listening to this podcast or they're listening, definitely, uh, that just shows that they're also looking to achieve something big and mm -hmm. uh, achieve their dreams and their goals. So um, just stay the course, stay focused. Yes. Uh, success doesn't look like a like an uphill. It yes. looks a little bit of a roller coaster and yes. it has its ups and downs, but. As long as you know exactly what you want and you keep your promises to yourself, you stay positive and you become a better you, uh, then you will achieve everything that you deserve and you, you want in life. And so, um, yeah, I mean, that's all I could I could tell you and uh, wish for all of you that are listening to this. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for your time. I know you're a busy, busy, busy woman. Thank you no for problem, it. No problem, no problem. Thank you so much for having Hey y'all, if you had any comments or enjoyed this podcast, found it helpful in any way, feel free to leave any comments and review the podcast on whatever platform you're using. Have a blessed day. So I'm so excited to do this. I have Dahlia on the phone with me because we're social distancing. But before this all even happened, we had this idea to meet up and share what we had. Before I begin, I'm going to tell you just how I met her. So I walk into the Muslim youth group at the Islamic Center and I see this like beautiful woman in the corner of the room <laughs> sitting on a chair typing away and she looked so into her business and then I'll let her finish the story of like when she approached me and why but Dalia is my dear friend she's a biochem grad from UCSD she writes terrific stories she's also my business partner and got me into like finance we're in this together yeah. and she's so awesome and motivational and she's very funny especially when I hit like lows of my life she's always there to bring me back up so I love her Aww. that's Dalia am I forgetting anything no I think that was that was an amazing intro I'm so flattered right now dude I love you I'm blushing don't blush don't blush so <laughs> <laughs> um is there anything else you'd like to add I mean, I just want to say that, like, that day that we met um, in the Muslim youth group was so, it was so odd, but it was also so amazing, just because, like, it had been a while since I'd seen a new face um, in youth group, particularly, like, someone who wasn't necessarily, like, younger than 14, you <laughs> yes. know? So I've always, like, felt out of place just because... Like, obviously, the majority of, like, the the members there are, like, in their teens. So, they look at me like an old lady, you know? And so, like, seeing you, I was like, oh, like, who is this interesting person? But I was also, like, I 100% thought that, like, you were... Because they're, like, they always have, like, Jewish camps, um... <laughs> Like, yeah, no, no, they yes. do. I like Jewish camps at, like, the mosque sometimes. Right. So I thought that, like, you were, like, one of, like, the, I don't know, the camp leaders or something. And I was like, who's this white girl? <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> coming here. And, like, <laughs> I love it. And then, like. But, but I was also, like, intrigued because I was just like, oh, 
who is this? Because you were also, like, taking notes, and you were, like, so into the discussion yes. um, that, like, Wafat, the, the, like, MYG coordinator was talking about. And so I was like, okay, I want to see, like, what this girl's about. So, Absolutely. and look at that. I did. And I've never looked back. Neither have I. I Like, yeah. I loved it. And I could tell, like, <laughs> yeah. a little the first time you met, you are just like, so, what are you doing here? Like, very subtly. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, yeah. I, need to, I need to get to know this girl. Because especially yeah. going, I think, into spaces, I don't think I've ever seen anyone else, like, read a book or take notes. Yeah. If it's not in class. So I think that part yeah. about you really, really intrigued me. That's the right word. Thank you. You're welcome. So, like, also, just to, before we start, there's no lie that you have been one of, like, the most supportive people I've had in my life, and I've known you for such a short time. How do you show up for your friends, and how do you, like, keep your positive energy, but also validate your feelings? I Also, I want to say that you have also been a great support for me as well. Um, just before I say anything else, you're absolutely wonderful, and you're amazing. Um, and honestly, like no words can, can really describe, um, what you are, what you've done Thank you. You for me. You. Thank you. Seriously. Um, but just in terms of being there for friends, especially like now, you know, that like we're mm -hmm. social distancing and all of that, I think it's just a matter of being like there to listen, even if you're not physically there, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, I think these are like hard times for everyone. Um, and I think now more than ever, we absolutely need to be there, you know? And so, um, I love when, I mean, I definitely, I talk a lot, but I'm also, I'd like to think that I'm a good listener. Um, you are. So I just, thank you. <laughs> so I love just like having people, you know, like vent to me, um, and just, you know, listening without judgment, without like, you know, fear, without any of that, um, just, you know, like, I just want, you know, my friends to feel like they can trust me and also be comfortable with me to say, you know, whatever they want, whatever's on their mind, you know? Absolutely. And yeah, that's absolutely so awesome. And I feel like you do that, especially whenever I'm feeling that way. If it's good or bad, you're like, yes, you can feel that way. You should. Yeah. And yeah, that's absolutely. so affirming. Um, so, also, during these times, how do you stay creative? You're such a creative being. I'm, like, trying to describe you, like, Dahlia's just colorful. That's how I see her. I feel like she's just a color of life, like, wa walking everywhere and, like, adding her sass and fun and comedy everywhere she steps into. So, how do you keep that? That's an amazing adjective. Um, I like that. Colorful. I like that. I... I mean, honestly, my inspiration comes from anything and everything, you know? Um, like when, you know, before like COVID um, and social distancing and all of that, I just, I loved walking, like I love walking around. Um, and so my inspiration would literally come from like scenes I would see on the streets, for example, or just conversations that I would have with like friends or even strangers. Like I love talking to like people. Um, and I mean... Now, especially, I get a lot of my inspiration from the books I read um, or, like, articles I read or even now, like, interactions that I have with, like, my family at home, you know, because all, like, families are pretty much stuck together at home now. 
Um, and so, like, I think you really get to understand more of, like, the, the character of the people that you're, you know, around. Um, and it's really, a lot of times it's very inspirational, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's, it's still, like, very important to me to be able to, like, get inspiration from people other than myself. But I also feel like during this time, it's because I've also been spending a lot more time with myself specifically you know I I have I mean I have conversations in my head for example you know Mm -hmm. with myself um and so I think I'm also realizing more about who I am as an individual and I think that definitely um adds the inspiration as well so we're talking about all this inspiration that's coming into you from yourself from your family from what is around you at this time and where do you channel that like how do you what do you put it into I, most of, you know, what comes to my mind, I try to put it down on paper. Um, Mm -hmm. I love writing stories. Mm -hmm. um, And I, at least for me, that's like the most, like, comfortable medium for me. Um, Mm -hmm. I I really love, you know, like, narrating and kind of like coming up with these like plots um, based on... Again, like these interactions and these inspirations um, that come to me. Right. So you're writing books, and then I think one part that about you that made me love you more, if that was even possible at that point, was when you told me you're writing a book. Do you mind telling us what that's about? Yes, I am writing a book, um, and I, I mean, I would have liked to have been done with it by now, just because I think it's in like the second year of production right now but honestly I think you know everything has its time and Mm -hmm. I've kind of made peace um with the process but yes so the book that I am currently working on right now it is titled what the nightingale sings okay and it is pretty much a story of a whole bunch of stories um it is about like a a young woman Mm -hmm. um named Layla an Arab American woman who kind of finds herself um, stuck between, like, multiple worlds. Um, She is part of, like, the LGBT community. She's part of, like, the the Arab Muslim community. Um, She's part of, you know, all these different, like, communities, and it's very much her just, you know, kind of, like, deciding where she wants to um, be in the world and what she wants to make of herself. Um, and kind of like analyzing all of the interactions between her and her family and her and her friends, her and her, her home country, um, her in America. Uh, I talk a lot about like family dynamics and culture clash and queer rights and immigration. Um, and really I say it's like a whole bunch of stories because I've kind of taken, you know, stories that I've heard um, from others. I've taken my own experiences. I've taken um, current events and I've kind of like put it all together to hopefully make one substantial story, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, that although it's fiction, it could very well happen in real life. So you're kind of bringing in all of these realities into one narrative to kind of walk us through all the intersecting identities and everything that affects it. That's perfect. I like that. Yeah. You're absolutely awesome. And I'm so excited to read this, Dalia. I'm 
Like, I really can't wait. Uh, I can't wait to have it done. <laughs> so before I go to my next question, I want to go back on everything you're writing about. So some of it seems like topics that certain communities might be a little uncomfortable with speaking of or acknowledging. How do yeah. you go about that? And how do you find, like, space to speak where there, oh, there like, hasn't been one before? So I, I mean, even before, like, I, I, you know, started, you know, putting pen to paper and actually writing the story, well, I was kind of conceptualizing, you know, what I wanted this story to be about, I realized that there were a whole bunch of, like, topics that were essentially fairly taboo. Mm-hmm. Um, taboo is the right and, word, I feel like. Yeah, and, and really weren't talked much about just because, like you said, it makes a lot of people uncomfortable, mm-hmm. you know? Um, like, a lot of people don't maybe realize, you know, that, like, oh, you can be Muslim and gay, or you can mm-hmm. be um, Arab and, like, uh, a felon. You know what okay. I mean? Like, all these, like, intersecting identities um, that people either don't necessarily think exist or, like, kind of just, you know, put on the, the back burner. Yeah. And it, it definitely took a lot of convincing to myself that, like, mm-hmm. okay, there definitely needs to be a platform for these kinds of issues because they're real, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even if people, like, choose to ignore them, they're actually very real, um, and they need to be talked about, and it's up to me to be brave enough to talk about them but also do it in a way that's digestible and that, you know, would hopefully help people understand a little more, you know? Because really, I mean, that's essentially my goal, with this story and with like all of like my art in general, you know, it's just mm-hmm. to like kind of open people's eyes just a little bit wider, you know, like yes. I don't necessarily need people to like accept what I'm talking about, but like if I can get at least one person to think even like slightly differently, then I will have done my job. I think the way you put that was absolutely amazing. I think, thank you. And I'm so excited to watch this come to life. And the whole idea that it's digestible and creating the platform yourself where you didn't see it. I'm like stuttering because this is all new to me and I think it's so (laughs) awesome what you're doing. So along with that, what else are you doing to like promote it? So I um, have been, well, I mean, before this pandemic, I was actually working on a song um, and it's titled Reading is Sexy, Reading is Fun. Yes. Just because, right? <laughs> yes, we, I um, love it. It was actually, well, it's not titled Reading is Sexy, Reading is Fun. It's just titled Reading is Sexy, but, like, that's the uh, part of it. And just because, like, I know that, you know, given the, the amount of content that's on the Internet, whether in film or, you know, what have you, it's definitely, you know, a lot of people maybe don't read as much anymore. Mm-hmm. And I know that, you know, I like 100% know that. And I'm even guilty of that. A lot of times it's easier to just like go on Netflix and watch a show, right? Rather than like opening up like a 400 page book. Um, right. And so I understand. But I also think that as someone who is like a self-proclaimed bookworm, mm-hmm. and I've always loved reading. And I absolutely think that reading is so important, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it can be reading anything. It doesn't have to be like 
reading like a novel, it could be reading a cookbook, it could be reading, you know, whatever. Um, really what I want to do is just to encourage people to maybe like pick up a book, you know, and, and kind of see like the, the enjoyment that you could possibly get from it, you know, and like when I was younger, I would love reading books because I loved like kind of picturing the scenes in my mind and kind of like transporting myself into like the character's shoes, for example, you know? Mm-hmm. And so going back to the song, essentially what I'm trying to do with it is really, again, encourage people to, to pick up a book um, and to do it in a way that's like comedic and enjoyable and funny. So um, hopefully, you know, like I can finish this song soon. Um, like uh, I'm making a video for it, or I was, again, before this pandemic started. Um, but I, I really am proud of like where it is thus far. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope to, you know, put it out there very soon. So I'm very excited for that. And that yeah. seems like it's coming kind of in a package too. Yeah. Continue your work and like promote it, which is absolutely awesome. And how have you been dealing with like the pandemic slowing that down? It, at first, it was frustrating um, just because I like what well, we're in May right now, right? So mm-hmm. I think I, I started working um, on the video like end of February. Mm-hmm. And it was only supposed to take like a month max. Like I wanted it to be out. Um, like by the end of March, but clearly like that's not the case. Um, mm-hmm. just because like pretty much all the stay at home orders happen in like the third week of March or so. Um, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, there were still like scenes that I hadn't shot. Um, like the song itself was still in like, not even post-production yet because it hadn't like been recorded in it's like entirety. Um, and so it was a, like a bit frustrating. Um, but I've kind of made peace with that as well. I'm like, okay, I'm going to take this time to, like, revamp it, really, to see, you know, like, just because before, like, everything was happening so quick, I just saw this as an opportunity to, like, take the time to see, okay, how can I make it better? How can I make the, like, message come across um, more efficiently? Um, You know, just to, like, spend some time, like, seeing, you know, essentially how I can make it and resonate more with people. You know, mm-hmm. um, yes. and I, I think all of this is just showing me that, like, sometimes, like, we, you know, we get so caught up mm-hmm. with, like, the work and, like, getting it done. But I think a lot of times it's good to kind of, like, take some time apart from it as well, mm-hmm. you know, for a bit. And then afterwards, like, go back and give it, like, a second eye or a third eye, fourth eye. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, I love how it's really, yeah. No, no, continue. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was going to say it's really important to, like, take space from your work just because you never know like what kind of inspiration you know will come while you're away from it and then when you go back to it you can look over it and say okay this is how I can make it better you know absolutely Um, that's definitely what I try to do with all my work not just the song yeah okay I love how you're using this time also to make it better and not kind of just keep it at where it's at kind of coming to peace with like the original plan's not going through, but finding an alternative to use this time for. Definitely. If you want to. Also, we talked a lot about this, like using the time when you want and not having to feel productive all the time. Yeah, 
Absolutely. So that's important. And then you're talking about how books are really important to read. It's really important. Like, yes, watching movies is, like, fun. It's easier sometimes. But reading is a big aspect that is important to many of us. And you did some work translating Hassan Kenafani's books from Arabic to English. And I think you asked me to, like, look over it. And I looked over it. And, like, I look for those books in the bookstores. And sometimes I can't find them and I get frustrated when they're not in English or I can't find them. So why is that important? Why, why are you doing this work? I think that it's, I don't know, with, with any you know, kind of art, I think it's important for it to be accessible, mm-hmm. not just to you know, a specific group of people. Because you know? obviously, okay. I mean, not everyone, even though like, English is so like, widespread, of course, in a lot of countries do speak English, um, that's not going to be the case, you know, for every single individual. Um, so I always, I'm like a big champion of, again, making work accessible to a wide range of people. Um, and I think like the Arabic speaking world is like so wide and varied. And so I right. think, you know, um, like I would love to, you know, translate my book into Arabic once mm-hmm. day. Um, even though like I'm writing it, it's being written in English. Um, I would absolutely love to have it written or translated into Arabic um, just because, like, I want my message, you know, to be available to, like, Arabic speakers as well, you know? Right. Um, so uh, I, it's really just this, like, idea of accessibility that I think is, is, is so imperative. I love it. I love how you're highlighting it especially. So is there anything else you'd like to add on any top of any all this amazing information you shared? Um. I just, I don't know, I think I, I just, I think it's so important, especially right now, for people to be, um, like, it, I don't know, I just, I want people to learn more, and I want people to really, you know, like, open their eyes to, like, many new things, just because I feel like this pandemic is really putting a lot of things into perspective, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's maybe, like, one of the things that is putting into perspective is that like we definitely don't know as much as we think we know, right? Okay. Um, and this can I haven't thought a about lot, that. Yeah, a lot yes. of like topics and just a lot of like things in general. So I, I, I for one at least, like I'm really trying to take this time and from like, you know, this this moment onwards to really, you know, actively try to learn more about anything and everything wherever I can, you know? Mm-hmm. So, what have you been learning? That we're very, like, I mean, I already knew this, but Mm -hmm. I didn't realize it, like, in myself as much, you know, um, until, like, this pandemic started. But we are very social beings, right? Like, I think inherently, like, people do, like, care about each other and we want to, like, feel united and be, you know, together, um, and that really like resonated with me a lot, you know, like I, I miss my friends and I just miss being out there in the world and, um, just feeling like I'm like part of something. Um, mm. and, and that's so important, you know, just to feel like as a, an individual first and foremost, but also as like part of a, a group, you know? Absolutely. Yes. I love yeah. it. Yeah. And so Another thing you mentioned before we started this was you started cooking. I did. How is that going? 
So I, I mean, I've always definitely loved cooking just because I'm, I'm fortunate enough to come from a family where, um, my, like my, both my father and my mother like cook really, really well. Um, and they cook like amazing little Eastern food. Um, but I like have, since like we have the time, I've actively like sat down like with them in the kitchen and been like, okay, show me how you do this. Show me how you do this recipe. Um, and like also just trying to like not only like emulate their recipes, but also like putting a twist on, you know, the recipes myself or even like coming up with like new recipes or mm-hmm. um, just, you know, just be creative um, because food is, food is like such a staple, right? Food is incredibly important. Right. Um, and right. And so especially because like you don't, like we don't get to eat out as much now, for example, mm-hmm. um, well, definitely we're relying a lot more on home cooked foods. And so obviously like the same thing will get boring after a while. Right. Um, right. So it's nice to kind of like switch it up and just like see how you can get creative and, I think food really, like, it shouldn't just be a job. Mm-hmm. We do need to eat to survive. But I right. think it should also be very enjoyable, you know? Absolutely. I like the way you and, put that. Yeah. And I like so adding your right. own twist. Yeah. I love it. Also, yeah. I'm just going to mention this because I have to. You made weta anip, which is rolled grape leaves. Yes. That is I so did. awesome. <laughs> like, the whole I idea did. of me doing it kind of scares me. How would you do it? How would you just go? And it definitely was kind of um, daunting at first, just mm-hmm. because, like, I mean, the, the filling is pretty easy, like, making that. It's, like, it's super easy. It's just, like, rice and, like, a whole mixture of, like, beautiful herbs and spices. Um, so that was fun to do. But really, like, the hard part was, like, the rolling, um, mm-hmm. just because of sometimes the grape leaves are, like, so, like, small. Mm-hmm. Uh, but measurements are so important because you don't want to overfill, you don't want to underfill, Right. Um, you want to make it just and, right. Yeah, and it's also like very backbreaking work too because like it's just you know you're just like sitting there and you're just like rolling forever and ever. Um, right. And so I, my mom is really good at it. My grandma is like superb at it. So I even like I like um, like skyped my grandma all the way in Egypt, and I was like, okay, Nana, like show me, you know. You um, are so awesome. <laughs> so, <laughs> And obviously, like, she's been doing it for decades, so yes. she's a boss at it. Um, wow. But it, it definitely took me, like, a, a few couple tries to really, like, nail it down. Um, but, like, I mean, in the end, like, it tasted pretty good. Um, and they, I mean, for, like, my first time doing it, mm-hmm. it was, like, it came out, I think, pretty well. I was proud of myself. I'm proud um, of you. I'm so proud yeah. of you. <laughs> And so, uh, and I got pretty good, like, reviews on it, you know, okay. from, them, from those who I'm still it. waiting so, for yeah. my review, too. I'm yeah, sure it's going to no, be amazing, but I can't wait to have it from 100%. you. 100%. So, one piece of motivation that you'd give to anyone listening to this. One piece of motivation. I think that, especially right now, a lot of us might feel, like, lost. Yes. I know I felt that way. And there's still days when I feel like that, you know, when... You don't really know your purpose, and um, especially with so many people, like, losing their jobs, yes. you know, nowadays, um, I think it's it's important to, like, realize, you know, what what is important and what you want to do and what 
like how you see yourself um, progressing. And so I think that this, you know, should be a chance for us to like move forward, you know, like obviously like it's, you know, being sad and being scared and worried and anxious. They're all very valid emotions. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, people have every reason to feel that way. But I think, you know, it's really a matter of like seeing, okay, like this is my low point. How do I move on from here? How do I like make the most of this? And I think really, you know, every person has it in them mm-hmm. to, to do great things, you know, and like be the best that they can. Um, and I, I just want to tell people that like, you know what, like you are, you are heard. I feel you. I am. I know. I understand what you're going through um, and you will definitely get past this. I love it. Thank yeah. you. And I love Thank you. you. I love you too.